Welcome to Ag Annex Talks, a podcast brought to you by the agriculture brands of Annex Business Media. Join the teams behind Top Crop Manager, Potatoes in Canada, Fruit and Vegetable, Manure Manager, Canadian Poultry, Drainage Contractor, and The Trough Magazines for compelling conversations with some of the most important voices in Canadian agriculture. The Water Table, a Princo Education initiative, is proud to sponsor this podcast as part of its mission to enrich the industry through education. Learn more at watertable.ag. That's watertable.ag. Welcome to another episode of The Groundbreakers. I'm your host, drainage contractor editor Bree Rohde. Today we're talking to our second 2023 honoree, Jacob Hansacker of Hands-On Tiling and Excavating. Nominated by Jeremy Mulholland, Jacob has been widely recognized by a number of other professionals in the field for his efforts to push the industry forward, especially in Iowa. Jeremy describes Jacob as being on the front edge of critical water quality practices, such as installing multiple saturated buffers on Iowa fields through the state's batch and build program. In partnering with the ADMC, the Iowa Agricultural Water Alliance, the NRCS, and the Iowa Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, Jacob has installed upward of 50 saturated buffers, proving that one can get serious business done while also focusing on conservation and water quality. Without further ado, here's my chat with Jacob. First of all, congratulations. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, the nom- like, not only did your nominee speak very highly of you, but also... Um, like everyone that we've talked to so far, like Chris Hay and Gary Sands, they're, they're, uh, they're a big fan. Well, I guess the best place to start is how you got into this line of work. So can you tell us about your history with contracting and how you got into uh, subsurface drainage? Yeah, you bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, so about 13 years ago, uh, about in 2008 timeframe, mm-hmm. um, you know, crop markets were high and and whatnot so we i I was home farming with my family we're a fifth generation family farm Mm -hmm. and then uh and we uh we're kind of looking to diversify had some other friends had some other cousins coming home to that wanted to farm along with with the family and at the time it was my my younger brother uh and myself and then my dad and two uncles Mm-hmm. And so we had another brother and a couple more of my cousins were interested in coming home to farm. Well, we didn't didn't have enough uh, cropland to, to keep everybody busy. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we we kind of looked at, at diversifying and we had we had uh, we'd had a backhoe for years doing our own you know tile fixes and just just our own stuff. Uh, and we had a a family friend that I worked for doing excavating work through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, he had, he was living down in Branson, Missouri because he, well, he had sold his excavating business and moved down to Branson and mm-hmm. was doing real estate down there. And yeah, as, as you can imagine, the 2008 real estate bubble mm-hmm. kind of, he was looking for some other, options of things to do and mm-hmm. so he would come up and just kind of started teaching us and got the ball ball rolling and i guess kind of blossomed and a person filling the need or at least a smaller company filling the need and mm. for what we were wanting to do awesome now i know iowa is a huge huge market for uh drainage um can uh can you tell me a little bit about just what iowa is uh like 
how basically how busy are you? What is the scope of your business on a day to day basis? Yeah, we're we're pretty busy. I'd say we're like you said, Iowa is a huge drainage state, and and we've been, you know, guys have been doing drainage in Iowa for hundred and and so there's a lot of clay tile out there and a lot of stuff to manage, and and so we, our our approach to to the process is is a little bit more of a proactive approach than a, than a reactive approach on on the management side of existing tiles so so we we kind of have tried to make a name for ourselves with that and and then along with the with the bioreactor saturated buffer water quality projects that that we, that we really had focused on and when we when, when the iowa nutrient reduction strategy started 10 years ago we kind of made a commitment looking at that and, and really seeing that that's that's going to be the future that's that's going to be we're going to be all with that whether we like it or not mm-hmm. so we have made the commitment to uh, choose the light route and focus focus a lot on that and learn as much as we could and, and it's really paid dividends for us yeah, sounds like it. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up because in uh, the nomination form, uh, your nominator talked a lot about your work with the Batch and Build program in Iowa, um, as well as uh, your partnerships uh, with various organizations like the ADMC, the um, Iowa Agricult- Agricultural Water Alliance, all that. So um, I guess I'd, I'd love to hear more about all of that. Can you start by telling me a little bit about the Batch and Build program? Because that's something that I'm not too familiar with. Okay, absolutely. The so the batch and bill program was a program a couple of years ago d- developed by Polk County, uh, and Polk County is the largest county in the state of Iowa, housing uh, home to Des Moines and the metro areas down there. And and so there, I'm sure you've heard of the the water work Des Moines Waterworks lawsuit uh, in Iowa. Yes. And and so this is kind of born out of that of of instead of instead of butting heads how can we uh rural and urban really work together and and join hands and 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 figure out what's going to be the best for the common good of everybody uh and so polk county really took the lead and polk county nrcs um, took the lead with development of this and they went out and they partnered with nrcs and iowa department of ag and land stewardship uh and and then some the local nrcs agents and and they went out identified areas that that would be suitable for these bioreactor saturated buffer processes and were able to approach the landowner where so that 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 kind of flipped it or that not kind of that absolutely flipped it on its head of what it had been and what it had been before and, and we'd been doing these several years before um, the batch and build came in but it was just like everybody else it was the farmer taking the lead and then finding us as a contractor uh, and then it, it just took so long and it really wasn't efficient or effective for the farmer uh, we had some customers that were waiting up to three years for a design on a simple bioreactor and and this batch and build process took that out of their hands that was it was they they kind of came came to the farmer with an initial idea an initial uh 
initial plan and said this is this is possible all you have to do is say yes and and so that really got a lot more people involved and a lot more people um, willing to be interested in the project that they were it took a lot of it off their hand and it took the fiscal responsibility off of their hands that they were the the old way of doing it or the non-batch and build way of doing it is they they work through the process they get and then they have to get quotes they hire a contractor they have to pay the contractor and then they have to submit their bills back to nrcs and idols for reimbursement and so it's taking money out of the farmer's pocket for the short term taking some capital and some cash flow out where the batch and build process the all the money was gathered through through the different various organizations uh ahead of time and then they would just pay us as we got the projects done and the farmer never had to pay out uh anything so the farmer supplied the land and supplied the the place to put it and and that's really all they had to do if you're listening to this it's because you love hearing different perspectives from the field but you know what's just as good seeing perspectives from the field. If you want to show Drainage Contractors readership your highlights, this is your sign to enter the Drainage Contractor 2023 photo contest. Whether it's digging trenches or basins, laying tile, creating intriguing new systems, or taking in the whole finished product, your photo could be featured on the cover of Drainage Contractors November issue. Submissions will be accepted from July 10th until September 15th. Please ensure that your photo is a valid image format and 8 by 10 inches at 300 dpi resolution. You can submit at drainagecontractor.com slash photocontest or find the link on our homepage in the top menu bar. Uh, so now I, I did want to also touch on your involvement uh, with organizations like the ADMC and uh, the Iowa Agricultural Water Alliance and all that. Um, how do you feel that this has, I, I guess, altered or broadened your perspective as a contractor? Um, maybe even, I know it's not always good to compare yourself to others, but how do you feel that sets you apart as a contractor, your involvement with these organizations and, uh, and departments? Well, and I wouldn't even say set, set me apart. I would say just uh, a focusing on, on, on our own education and, and working working with these organizations to really understand the full scope of, of really what we're up against. Uh, and what we're up against is the idea that we are, this is going to be voluntary or involuntary one way or another, but we, we all need clean water to drink and, and to recreate in and, and for, for our livelihoods and our, and our enjoyment recreation. And, these organizations the admc and the water alliance they're really focused on that and being a being a part of these organizations just helps us takes us to a level that we're able to learn and make the contacts and to motivate others to to be involved that that maybe kind of lead the way that that uh contractors really can do can be involved in these things because previously it was it was a lot more of trade organizations and i'm just we're just a handful of contractors that are involved with the especially the admc and and i think it's a good thing that you know that can liken itself to the to a, a land improvement contractors association where a lot of contractors are involved uh, they just have a little bit of a different focus 
Yeah, of course. And you mentioned, you know, reaching out to others and kind of spreading the word, letting contractors know they can get involved. I'm curious, uh, um, you know, I always like to talk about mentorship. Um, Who have been some of uh, your biggest mentors, whether it's as a contractor or within these organizations, who have been some of the people that have really been important in your journey as a contractor and business owner? I'd say... uh the folks from Iowa State, especially uh, Matt Helmers, has been a been a huge help, and uh, we've we've talked a lot with Matt and, and understanding, uh, helping him just, both on the way from from the water quality aspect, but but just the the tiling in general and understanding of how how these things affect and how, and what we do. Um, so so Matt. And then uh, just just other other folks from Iowa State. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on some names right now, but uh, uh, that's and, okay. And we also, love Iowa State. <laughs> what's that? I, that's okay. We love Iowa State. <laughs> so um, and and then also folks with um, idols, uh, you know, Secretary Nag, and and really working working with with him and his team uh, and and i've got a great uh, great relationship with with that team at i at the iowa department of ag and them just really understanding and leading the way and that's not so much in the in the form of, of mentorship of doing the job because that's that's more of our focus but in the in the point of in the work of leading the way and and making the decisions that need to be made for us to to do the work mm-hmm. and and getting the jobs out there and and getting the work laid out mm-hmm. awesome so have you at this stage in your career gotten a chance to mentor anyone else or kind of take anyone under your wing whether it's you know like you said teaching them how to do the job right or kind of leading the way in terms of uh, talking about water management and more conservation focused stuff have you gotten to play that mentor role yourself yet luckily yes mm-hmm. um and one other person i want to uh say as a mentor tom eisenhart um, mm-hmm. iowa state and, uh, he's he's been a great mentor as well, working with these with these programs. But as far as the mentorship role goes, uh, yes, we've I've been fortunate to to do presentations and at at some drainage meetings that that really kind of lead the way and, and open up. And and then also uh, being a being involved with groups that that are I get calls from quite a few different contractors in, in different states even on on we've heard of this and, and we see you on Facebook and social media and, and whatever else tell me a little bit about this and where where are we going and where and that sh- that really shows that Iowa is leading the way in these processes that they are that they have the the game plan and the the blueprint that they're sharing with with multiple different states and and counties within Iowa as well, but Polk County did such a good job of, of laying that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, with, when the Cedar River uh, did their batch and build process, now that's a couple hours away from our our home base, so it was it was kind of out of our realm of of bidding the job, 
but I talked to multiple contractors that had questions about the process and how we do it and, and able to, able to help those guys out and, and understand that, you know, we, we currently have the distinction. Uh, so I've been told from, from IDOLs and stuff, we've, we've done more of these processes than anybody else in the nation. Mm-hmm. And well, that's a, that's a neat thing to be able to say, I guess it also, I know how many we've done and it's not all that many, it's a couple hundred. Mm-hmm. So having that distinction with only doing a couple hundred means that there is huge room for growth. And, and I don't want to be, and I'm not going to be the contractor that says, Hey, we, we, we're not going to be greedy with these things. Let's spread the love. And there's, there's a whole lot of uh, outlets into a lot of streams and a lot of rivers that, that can be treated mm-hmm. and a lot of work that we can do. And so if I can, if I can hold that distinction of, of leading the way on, on getting them done, well, that that's great. And, mm-hmm. and I appreciate and, uh, and recognition like that i appreciate it but i certainly want to spread that around and and be someone who can teach others and uh we've we've learned a lot we've you know i'll pretty much cut our time our our time to do one of these structures from when we first started to now is cut in half or less Mm -hmm. so the efficiencies and the things we've learned and and obviously a guy's not going to give all his tricks away but there's some pretty there's some some things that'll make life a whole lot easier and and things that if a person doesn't doesn't know quite likely could discourage them and i don't want that i want them to know know the tricks of the trade that that this is how to make it easier and this is the things to avoid and and dig your pits like this so you're not trapped in and you can't get trucks in because we've made all those mistakes and there's really no reason for us to try to keep that be selfish with that information it's it's uh for the greater good Mm -hmm. all right well i only have one question left although it's kind of a two-parter and it's as you're looking you know forward 2023 and beyond um i'm wondering what you foresee as both the biggest challenges and the biggest opportunities in drainage the reason i ask it is as one question is because often the answer ends up being the same but what are you kind of looking at in terms of your biggest challenges and opportunities in the coming years the, the opportunities are that people know drainage works and and we see the yield increase and we see the, the ease of getting into the getting into the farms in the spring and the timeliness of harvest and the the increased yields and and just the the increased peace of mind that uh, that we're able to know what happens and, and be able to plan better that we're going to be able to get out there and get the project done and and so the opportunities are people and and it's been it's been raising i I would say ever since the 2008 2010 time frame i mean drainage has just been and we've all seen that um but the opportunities out there and then the opportunities out there just to do things better to do to understand where a water quality structure might work and where it's going to be um, best suited and and bringing people bringing people involved uh, so <laughs> that just the strength of the industry as a whole mm-hmm. um, the the uh, the the challenges of course will be as as with everything else is uh, the economy if we if we see a downturn in in 
uh, you know, increased, continued increased interest rates and continued and potential downward in, downward uh, trend of crop prices. Uh, it's it's going to be these batch and builds are going to be um, so much more important. So, well, like you said, they're kind of this could be the same thing. The to the farm economy, they could be a, a difficult. Um, I just I just don't see tiling downturning as much as some other things. Mm-hmm. I feel in my area anyway, guys are going to continue to put tile in the ground rather than go buy a new tractor or buy a new pickup or buy that next farm, invest in the ground that they're in. Uh, so the opportunities for this batch and build is the fact that the someone else is the fiscal agent. Mm-hmm. None of that cash flow has to come out of the farmer's hand, of uh, out, of, out of his pockets. So they're going to be able to hopefully keep these things strong and have that opportunity to we're going to be able to continue one a great opportunity to keep guys working when some other projects might fall by the wayside uh keep keep contractors busy and keep contractors competitive doing these projects um as well then as for the industry as a whole would be regulation uh if we continue to fight the WOTUS um, if, if the WOTUS depending, depending on how the rules get read and how they get interpreted is, mm-hmm. and how they get pushed pushed out uh, that could be a huge factor on the drainage industry and the farm industry as a whole so that would be a big big concern that of mine on how we manage through through regulation and work I feel working working alongside these batch and build projects and just the water quality projects in general are going to give us a little bit of a leg up on hopefully some of that regulation to to really show that farmers and contractors are out here doing the right thing voluntarily mm-hmm. and and we've like in Iowa we're close to meeting we're close to meeting our our nitrate reduction goal awesome. and that's incredible in 10 years and so that's that's the the Iowa nutrient reduction strategy is absolutely working and going in the right direction and the the leadership at the top of it with with Secretary Nag and and everybody in his department and the folks at Polk County and and just everybody across the state now that are rolling these projects out that leadership is there and it's strong and it's it's taking us in the right direction awesome well that's great to know thank you Jacob Thanks again to Jacob for his time and his knowledge, and thank you to Jeremy for his nomination. Thank you for listening to The Groundbreakers. We'll be back in two weeks to talk with Chris Hay of the Iowa Soybean Association, and we want to thank Prinsco for their sponsorship of this episode and The Groundbreakers program as a whole, as well as Braun, which also sponsors The Groundbreakers program. Take it easy. Thank you for listening to Ag Annex Talks, the podcast brought to you by the agricultural brands of Annex Business Media. You can subscribe to Ag Annex Talks wherever you listen to podcasts, or visit agannex.com to catch up on all our other episodes.